You're listening to Brand to Brand, the marketing show. With your hosts, Thomas Sterling. This is the future. This is where everything goes. And Veronica St. Cyr. Why the hell would anybody buy this? An unfiltered conversation on brand strategy. And it worked like crazy. Marketing trends. I think they're in again. And emerging technology. There's going to be big impacts here. You're excited. I'm pumped. (laughs) All right. Let's kick things off. Hey, everybody. Today on the show, it's funny, we're actually talking about marketing agencies, which we never do. It's the golden rule. We as a marketing agency mm-hmm. just feel like talking about our own kind just feels, it feels wrong. wrong. It feels, we feel very vulnerable today. Yeah. We're exposed. So be kind. And we're talking about maybe not using agencies, maybe in-housing it. AK, we're very, trying to be objective. We're very exposed <laughs> right now. Everything's in the open, Thomas. We're looking at two brands that think they have it figured out. Uh, and we're going to examine whether or not this fad is uh, for the long haul. What are your thoughts on this, V? Yeah, how companies tackle their marketing is not one size fits all, especially the bigger the company gets. And if it's in different markets, it's international, it's going global, baby, different cultures. You might need a couple different agencies to help you get that story right. In-house marketing can be super effective for keeping stuff consistent. Other side of that coin is it can be a weakness because then how many different mm. opinions do you have in the room? Mm-hmm. I think the jury's out on this one, but there is definitely steam building for the in-house agency. And with that, let's get into it. It's a little bit of shake and then bake. Shake and bake. That's a big thing. Yeah, you can hear it. All right, Liberty Mutual or Pepsi, what's it going to be? I see you're drinking today. I don't see a Pepsi product. (laughs) Not a Pepsi (laughs) product, but since it's on the brain, I'm taking Pepsi. All right. Pepsi, usually a brand you hear when you ask the waitress for a Coke and she says, is Pepsi okay? (laughs) (laughs) Pepsi, born in the small town of New Bern, North Carolina, in 1893, originally, I'm laughing because a local pharmacist who came up with it originally named it Brad's Drink. Mm. And to just think how far we've come in terms of marketing, where it's now Pepsi, this global multi-billion dollar company started off as a product called Brad's Drink, is absolutely perfect. I think Brad's Drink could have scaled. Maybe they should take (laughs) it all the way back. Come on, poor Brad. It was the company's first big branding move when they switched and decided to call the popular drink at the time pepsi cola in 1898 since then it's gotten a little bigger i think it's outgrown brad uh, in 2022 their uh, annual revenue is 86 billion dollars i like that and almost uh, 300,000 global employees their overarching brand now called pepsi co owns a bunch of other brands which have their own marketing strategies which we're not really going to get into today but some of them we might not know lays potato chips ruffles mm-hmm. lays and ruffles i just would have thought those were different companies quaker Oats, Gatorade, Doritos. Did we know all this? It's a huge conglomerate. If you actually just Google it and just go and Google image, you can see the spreadsheet of different options, different companies that all roll up under that umbrella. And because that company has so many different brands they have to get right, they've been an advocate for working with contract agencies while still focusing on their in-house marketing. Why are you taking Liberty Mutual? That's a good question because they from Boston. Oh, God. No. But seriously, the insurance category, we just covered it on the last show, and it is definitely a fun category. Liberty Mutual definitely is not leading the charge in the most out there and wild and crazy or dangerous advertising. They're playing it safe. Liberty was started in 1912. 
And like we talked about in the last show, about a hundred years, there really wasn't a ton of stuff going on. All of a sudden, when Geico exploded the insurance space in the 2000s, all of a sudden there was this massive call to arms. Um, and over the years, Liberty's experimented with a variety of different types of advertising most recently, Limu Emu was introduced in 2019 and actually put together by an out-of-house agency called Goodby Silverstein and Partners. Um, same agency, I believe, that did Got Milk and some of these other iconic campaigns that we're familiar with. But they'd actually launched an in-house agency back in 2017. So you could see that there's some collaboration. Mm -hmm. Copper Giants with a nice nod to the main brand, is what they called their in-house agency. And that allows them to be competitive, to be able to do things a little bit faster, get campaigns off the ground, maybe take ideas from external agencies and then put them to work mm -hmm. in-house. But in addition to that, to make this whole conversation funnier, Copper Giants doesn't just support Liberty Mutual. Guess what? They're also taking on other brands. That's mind-blowing. And guess what? <laughs> Another nice Boston local, Harpoon Brewery, is working with them now. Makes you want to have a beer in celebration. Maybe they're going to start putting the cans in some kind of copper instead of <laughs> aluminum. I don't know. Oh, and if you want that idea, <laughs> Copper Giants, you got to come hit us up for it. <laughs> So a connection between the two, Pepsi, who also worked with Goodby Silverstein and partners at one time, has been a big proponent of working with their in-house team. However, it has bit them in the ass pretty hard with the now, <laughs> the now infamous Kendall Jenner Pepsi ad from 2017. And this one was so bad that SNL parodied the entire thing. That's when you know that you, oh, you've made it. You've made it, you've, but not. Yeah. yeah. I feel like you got to rewind the tape for everybody listening, though, and just set the stage for them. I know for most people, they should remember. Yeah. But. So basically, it was an ad where there's this unrest at the time that's this unnamed thing, but you know it's Black Lives Matter. And there's a protest going on, and people are starting to gather to prepare to, to go in the streets and march for change. And Kendall Jenner is like getting ready and breaks through the noise and she comes up to the front line and the police are standing there facing off with the protesters and she hands the the cop a Pepsi and all of a sudden everything's fine. So the joke was Kendall Jenner cured racism. And I remember when this came out, there was even articles that said the Kendall Jenner Pepsi ad shows everything that's wrong with millennials. Ugh. And someone crossed it out and wrote <laughs> capitalism, first of all. But I remember when that happened in 2017, I remember saying, saying, who the fuck was in that boardroom or on that marketing team coming up with that commercial and thought that this was a good idea? No one pulled the plug on that. Who who was making that decision? And again, this was an in-house challenge. And there was even a moment where the year before that commercial aired in 2016, the Pepsi president, Brad Jakeman, no connection to Brad's drink, by the way, uh, said at the Cannes Lions Festival, um, he was hyping up the company's decision to go fully in-house. And he said, this is the quote, instead of five pieces of content a year, a brand like Pepsi needs about 5,000 pieces of content a year. Instead of taking six months to develop an ad, we have six hours or six days. And instead of it costing 2 million, it needs to cost 20,000. There's no infrastructure to advertisers to be able to quickly produce that content. You have to patch it together. Certainly, the traditional agencies can't do it. And to really drive this home, we have to play a clip of the SNL parody, which is 
following around one guy on the set of this commercial and he keeps calling people and checking in. And the second he says what the idea, the concept behind this campaign is, they shut him down immediately. <laughs> and it keeps cutting to Kyle Moody on SNL being like, here we go, people. Like this dude's ready to blow our mind, solidifying that this was such a narrow siloed idea that so obviously wasn't going to work. Let's play it. All right, people, 60 seconds till we roll on this man's singular vision. Ah, yes. Hey, man, could you maybe put a, a neighbor on the phone? Like a, a black one? Uh, hi, ma'am. Yeah, hey, we're shooting a little Pepsi commercial over here. Just want to run by you and get your opinion on it. Okay, great. So the whole thing is sort of an homage to the Black Lives Matter move. Don't even touch it. <laughs> It'd be insane to touch it. Right, okay. Don't even show police. <laughs> yeah, uh, what would you do if you were in my situation? Just run in my car. All right, we gotta go! <laughs> anyway, we have time for a quick rewrite. Hey, no can do, bud. Let's invite Kendall to set. She has a heart out in 45 seconds. And that is a beautiful example of why the creative shouldn't cost $20,000, and maybe you should invest, because the damage that that did to the brand, I mean, we're still talking about it. Whew. Yeah, Pepsi really is a cautionary tale. And... It's never too late to phone a friend, right? Or a neighbor of, <laughs> of any shape, size, discipline, who knows? Liberty Mutual's played it safe, like I talked about before, um, but they also have done some interesting brand collaborations. In fact, in 2022, they did a noticeable collaboration with Minions, so they're keeping it relevant, they're keeping it timely, and their creative actually has some legs. So in addition to just Limu Emu and Doug, they also have that new guy. Doug. Customize and save with Liberty Liberty. Liberty Bushima. Liberty Blibitu. Mark that one. That was nice. I think you're supposed to stand over there. Oh, am I? Thank you. <laughs> So they don't take themselves too seriously, which is part of the fun of their overall marketing. And I think in some ways that's really worked well for them. I want to play a clip from the CMO of Liberty Mutual, Jenna Label, as she talks about the pros and cons of doing things in-house. It's been a journey. So we started probably almost eight to 10 years ago, and we started with creative and, and digital media buying. Um, and we, we slowly you know, brought a, a lot of that in-house. Um, it was critical that we had the expertise in-house, which presented some challenges on its own. Um, at the time, you know, having the creative done in-house was like at half the cost of having it done uh, by an external agency. Um, and we continue to track that today of like, what is the cost avoidance of, you know, doing this work in-house in and not paying um, the premium that you'd pay for a top tier sure. agency. Having said that, like, you know, today we've insourced 85% uh, of our creative, all of our digital media buying, and but we still see a ton of value, right? Like you can't be too insular, right? If you insource at all, you run the risk that Maybe you're too narrow in your thinking and don't have that perspective and you're not staying on top of maybe best practices and trends like and stuff like that. So we're really mindful of that. And it's still worth saying that they're paying for all of those people in-house. So it's not like it's this easy thing, like you fire up a couple interns and you don't need to have any kind of creative strategic partner. So it's, it's so interesting hearing from anybody you talk to, any company tries to figure out what is their exact brand, I guess, or recipe for marketing success. It really depends on who's driving the conversation. And if finance is driving mm -hmm. the conversation and it's dollar signs, dollar signs, dollar signs, 
you might start saving on individual units you're producing or be able to produce more units, but you might miss the forest through the trees and what you actually produce. And so it's not as clear and cut and dry as in-house versus agency. Mm. And in general, from a market perspective, there's always a pendulum swing Mm -hmm. where companies are doing really, really well and they're not as worried about expenses because return on investment is still there. And then all of a sudden they get into optimization territory and that's when they're also right-sizing their business and maybe there's layoffs and all sorts of other things where they start to say, wait a second, what is this big marketing thing? And maybe we could be more efficient. But then you start to think about production or you start to think about creative and maybe the cost benefit analysis doesn't work because all of a sudden the things that you are gaining dollars and cents forego the quality of what you're getting, which means that the results aren't necessarily there. So then you question whether or not the dollars actually end up in your favor. Well, it sounds like you have no opinion on the matter, Thomas. <laughs> no comment. I mean, what the case that you're making is the importance of that collaboration. And we named this episode in-house versus agency. We talk about two brands going head to head, yet the case that we're really making is the importance of just getting that collaboration right and not putting all your eggs in one basket. Speaking of versus, though, if we want to get into talking about actual debate on that topic, uh, in 2022, Global Mullen Low and the Martin Agency, which we might remember, Martin Agency affectionately named the Geico Gecko Martin mm-hmm. after coming up with it. The CEO, Kristen Cavallo, infamously called out Coinbase CEO Brian Armstrong for praising the company's QR Super Bowl ad. We all remember that. Oh, it was a great ad. It was a great ad. We talked about it on the podcast. Armstrong had said in a series of tweets that no ad agency would have done this ad, to which she responded on Twitter, claiming that Martin, the agency of record for Coinbase at the time, had in fact come up with the idea. And she (laughs) tweeted, except an ad agency did do that. And with Pepsi... There was a great article uh, in Ad Age, and it was titled, Pepsi's new logo reignites the debate about agencies not getting credit for their creative work. And even in doing research for this episode, you know, we saw that new Pepsi ad where it used to just be the logo and then the word mark, and they did heat mapping to figure out where people's eyes go when they look at a can of Pepsi or any branded material. And it was, it was distributed between the two. Consumers don't know, do I look at the logo? Do I look at the word mark? It wasn't together. Boom, all of a sudden, Pepsi in the middle of the actual logo, happy little family, heat mapping. Those critical those extra going, seconds. Those critical those eyes extra are going seconds. Right. How quick can I open this can? Take that Coca-Cola. Look. However, even in doing research, if you if you look into this, other than this article, you see how Pepsi takes credit for their in-house design and innovation team for being behind this rebrand, which sparked this whole conversation, which that quote uh, from Coinbase with the QR ad is from, about how they actually worked with creative agencies, one in particular called... Uh, uh, Mrs. and Mr. to to have that creative actually come to light. And so you have a, a now a story about, and it's something that has been, been reignited, this debate has happened for a while, about creative agencies feeling like they don't get credit for the work they do. But that is the role of the agency. The role of the agency is to make the CMO and the marketing leaders look good, mm-hmm. to deliver things That's in really your brand point. aesthetic, to really hand it off to you. And where do you find the line? If someone on the internal team had an initial idea that was a germ of an idea that came all the way through into a fully baked concept, I think that ultimately you're not necessarily there 
mm-hmm. for the war of credit, right? Mm-hmm. Versus when you have in-house expertise when everything is so close to home. Sometimes it's harder to draw that jurisdiction. It is. That line in the sand. So if we had to talk about any other brands on the show, I think we have to talk about Netflix. We've talked about Reed Hastings, No Rules Rules. We've talked about their culture. Netflix is a really interesting brand. They're a brand that in some ways during the pandemic was valued as this big tech company, but really they're kind of production. And really in some cases they're like old school cable, but they have been the streaming giant. And in addition to that, they've also looked at in-housing some of their marketing spend. And specifically, they have a whole team that manages their programmatic advertising. And that has been a huge win for them. And other brands are taking notice. Procter & Gamble actually just announced kind of similarly doing something uh, with the same effort, trying to in-house programmatic and in-house analytics. But it's hard to do unless you're huge. And going the other direction away from taking it in-house is Adobe, who's had it out of house for almost 10 years. Really strong relationship with their agency, Tolson, and they've credited them for playing a pivotal role in the release of any of their major products. What's great about partnerships like Adobe is that they're unusual. Usually an agency relationship only lasts a few years. Mad Men used to say the day that you win the client is the day you start losing it. And CMOs, chief marketing officers, have a hard job. The average CMO lasts, what, less than two years, 18 months? Mm -hmm. So usually when someone new comes in, they want to change that relationship. Whether it works or doesn't work, they just want new. Mm -hmm. Um, So you love to see that tenure. You love to see that partnership because that's where the best work happens. And now for something completely different. So if we had to put this to work, I would say there's a dilemma here, folks. There's a dilemma and not everything works for everyone. So in-house marketing management, what? It's cost effective. Finance loves it. You got internal brand alignment. And in some cases, if the brand's moving, things are changing, you got some benefit there. Speed and agility. Now, I would argue smaller agencies can still deliver really fast, but when you start to get to be big corporations, sometimes your small internal agency is all of a sudden the smaller alternative to the big and bloated agency you might work with outside of house. Talent limitations is a huge one, though. A lot of our best and brightest are want to work in the fields at other agencies. They want to touch multiple clients, and they're applying that skill, that talent, that acumen to everything that they're doing for your brand. External agencies, you got that access to diverse expertise. Sometimes it costs more. Again, really depends on what size agency you're working with, but they have those marketing insights. They have those insights that they can apply from other work that they're doing. The good news is if you can't choose between the two there is a hybrid model you can choose to have a small in-house agency and work with an external agency for the big idea and that is exactly what liberty mutual is doing and they're doing it in a way where their big brand campaigns they're using external expertise for their quicker more internal efforts they're actually able to ideate at a faster clip Ultimately, you want flexibility and you want access to the best talent pool. And whether it's your in-house agency team or your agency or that hybrid model you have, if it's not working for you and you need a better relationship, stick around. We have a word from our sponsors that might hit home. Was your last marketing campaign not up to snuff? Are you sick of being presented stale, run-of-the-mill concepts? Well then... You're ready for a breakup. Introducing the Sterling, it wasn't you, it was your agency. Breakup Kit, 
just pop open the kit, grab a blanket, and snuggle up to a warm cup of feeling sorry for yourself. And we'll get to work. For a fresh start and powerful new marketing campaign, email or call today. And the phone number to call, everybody, is 617-600-8158. We both know I ordered a Pepsi Cola. And I you insulted me and my entire family by offering me this. So if you had to take anything away from the show today, Veronica, what would it be? I'd say if you need help, maybe you should call those folks at Sterling. They sound pretty cool. Ooh, and mine would be don't treat your agency like the uh, Banyo from the 1800s out back and far away from the house because that just ain't right. And with that, we're out, folks. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, smash the subscribe button or listen wherever you get your podcasts. We're out of here.